0: Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four year age, double pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry, and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick, respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Matty Gladden Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year aged bourbon is double pot distilled and non-chill filtered and has a full-bodied mouthfeel with eucalyptus, molasses, clove, ginger, and slight citrus as well as grains of paradise. The finish is long and reappearing on the back of the tongue with notes of pepper, tobacco leaf, and mint cream. All of our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick, respect the grain, please enjoy responsibly, and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. I
2: tell you, we must die. All right. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Woo! I am Tiny. Tonight, uh, it's just me, Tiny. Uh, We're doing the Scotchy Bourbon Boys Update 2.0. I really believe that we are on the verge of really putting this in gear, this podcast. But with that said, I'm by myself tonight. Not a lot of every outside action. We've had so many guests. So this is going to allow me to do what I've always done. We're going to go in order, uh, kind of cover things. Remember... We are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. We are available on all podcast format. Whatever your favorite podcast format is, please like, subscribe, and comment. I would appreciate that. That helps us out so much when you do that. It helps other people find us. So, but we also are a Facebook group and a Facebook page. The Facebook group, you gotta join Tons of information there all day long. Anything I get. Releases from distilleries. What's happening at distilleries. What they're, you know, I'm putting in posting on the group. So ask to join the Scotchy Bourbon Boys on Facebook for the group. Follow the page. Uh, Jeffrey Mueller is my Facebook. So you can also become a friend of mine. I do a lot of Scotchy Bourbon Boys stuff also on my Facebook page. Now... Instagram, we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh, Twitter, we're at Scotchy The. YouTube, we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. We are on TikTok under the Scotchy Bourbon Boys and Tiny. And we also, I believe, I think I got it all covered. I'm always, oh, uh, under Jeffrey Mueller, I do it through LinkedIn. So you can check that out because I put up a lot of the posts through LinkedIn. So I believe, oh, Twitter at ScotchyThe. And uh, also, uh, if you want to contact us, you can get a hold of me at the Boys at gmail.com. You can email us anytime for questions. Uh, if you want us to answer a question on the podcast, Feel free to send us questions. You can also messenger the Scotchy Bourbon Boys or myself, Jeffrey Mueller, on uh, Facebook Messenger, and I will answer your questions there. I do a lot of communicating through Facebook Messenger. So, with that said, uh, remember uh, www.scotchyburbonboys.com. There it's Scotchy Bourbon Boys, everything. We've got uh, Young Noses, blog that he puts the scotchy blog he puts out every couple either once a month or every couple months it just depends on how busy is right now he's having his first uh, son it's really close so we're not pushing too much right now we're gonna let him get uh, organized with that but then also on that you get all of our bios you can find out who xavier is who roxy is who Uh, myself, tiny little things about what our favorite drinks are, that type of thing. But in the top right-hand corner, and this is going to be very, very important, Patreons up there. Right now, we're set up. On Patreon, you can get Scotchy Bourbon Boys uh, T-shirts. You can get these Glen Karens through a monthly. It's just a monthly subscription. You support us. We take that. We do it to book guests, buy new equipment, that type of thing. But The most exciting thing that's coming up is we are starting our Barrel Scotchy Bourbon Boy Barrel Select Barrels, uh, Barrel Picks. That's coming. Our first one is coming up June 9th. And it's going to be a a collaborative pick with the Barrel Room in North Canton. And uh, Carrie Sullivan there, she is going to... Represent the bar that we need to have the barrel shipped. And she wanted to be a part of the pick. And so we worked that out so that she could be a part of the pick. She takes uh, half and we take half. So it's going to be a pretty cool pick. Jim Beam, Knob Creek, June 9th. Uh, That's the first one. If all goes well, we are going to put up a barrel selection program through Patreon, which will then allow as we these reg, these um restrictions uh you know fall back we will be allowing people uh chances to uh have act have um you know through the patreon pro uh program uh they can have guaranteed uh, bottles of these barrel packs so it'll be a couple layers But also, there'll be one on there so that people can come along on the barrel picks. So, for a couple of those Patreon kind of things. So, we're kind of excited about that. Now, speaking of the Facebook group, uh, tonight, we have two new members only this week, but we are up to 880 members. We we vent and make sure if you're going to be a part of this group, we want you to be active, we want to be, have you participating. We want you either into industry or loving bourbon or anything. It's you know, but we want legit people. So we've been we screen pretty heavy. So uh, the two members that we got uh, into the the, the bourbon boys group this week is Ryan Parker and Will Al Elthoff. Al- so welcome Ryan and Will to. Our group, <laughs> so I think that I got that pretty well covered. Uh, yeah, I do. I I'm pretty happy with that. Now, going back, uh, we were talking about uh, the thing that I did this week or last week. Uh, it was two. I believe it was Monday. And I got a phone call uh, text from Randy Prasse, El Presidente of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys and the the actual president of Kentucky Bourbon Festival, that the pick at Heaven Hill for Elijah Craig Barrel Proof for the Kentucky Bourbon Festival had been moved up. And he wanted to know if I wanted to participate in the barrel pick at 10 a.m. the next morning. Uh, Heaven Hill. Now, Kentucky's about five hours away from me. Randy's house is about four and a half hours away, and Bardstown's five hours because it's about another 50 minutes down. But, you know, if you're going right to Bardstown, you kind of can bypass going, you know. So it's about five hours to Bardstown, four and a half to Randy's house. And uh, I decided to go down. And uh, we... Arrived. I mean, Randy was, was awesome. I can't believe it. I, uh, Randy has been such a good friend. We basically have such... Uh, it's just friendship. It's the only way to put it. And uh, he has the greatest job on the planet, in my opinion. It's just uh, you are talking about the responsibility of what he has to do with the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. And he's doing the barbecue June 9th, 10th well i i think it's june yeah 9th 10th and 11th and uh we are going we're going down uh june 9th 10th and 11th and it's the 10th and 11th that the actual barbecue is going on and uh we're going to be going down there it's at log still distillery where they're having all the uh distilleries Compete against each other, and then they're having national barbecue uh, teams compete against each other. So that's going to be fantastic going down there for uh, the barbecue there. Now, tomorrow night's podcast, and I'm is tonight is Monday night, tomorrow night's Tuesday. Randy is going to be on. So if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you catch uh, the next podcast because he is going to be on. Talking about all the stuff that's going to be happening at the barbecue and what's going to be happening for Kentucky Bourbon Festival, you're not going to want to miss Randy being on uh, coming up. Now we got down for the pick, which was awesome. Uh, we arrived at about nine forty-five for the ten o'clock pick at Heaven Hill, so we're waiting outside. And there's at Heaven Hill, there's always a line, and I've been in that line. Uh, yeah, I've been in it and I've been first and second in that line uh, because if you get there around 6, o'clock, you wait till about 11 o'clock when it opens up and whatever they're giving out that day, uh, you get a chance to buy. So there's a line every day. So that day, the, we heard that uh, Toasted Barrel, Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel was what, what was being uh, sold to the people. Uh, so... We had the 10 o'clock barrel pick. So I went right into the line, handed out a bunch of cards, told everybody how awesome it was that they're, you know, normally I'm in that line and I watch people walk in and I even swear to God I was in and I thought I saw Connor O'Driscoll walk straight in the front door and pretty much I thought it was him, but nobody kind of recognized him and he kind of waited for them to open up the door and went in. I'm like, I think that's Connor O'Driscoll to my wife. And she's like, what? I mean, the master distiller just walked in and nobody really said anything. So uh, she's like, that's probably not what happened. So we're sitting there waiting to get let in after I had given out. I just told Randy, I got to go do my job. So I handed out cards in that line, 15, 20 cards to everybody. Told them to listen to the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, how much I love and support them. I love everything. And then I went over and we waited for the door to open up. And I've been in that line wait and watched people wait for that door to open up, thinking about how cool it would be if I was going to be being let in early before everybody else uh, for something, you know, there. So here I am being let in early to do a barrel pick with Connor O'Driscoll, the master distiller of Heaven Hill, uh, uh, Justin Thompson from Justin's House of Bourbon. Uh, her name... <laughs> oh, my God. Um, God. Oh, that's really horrible what I'm doing right here. um. <laughs> anyways, I have it in my search. Let's see if it's going to come up in my search. Uh, all right, it's probably in this one. Hey, just hang in here because I'm going to get this right. And I, I mean, I've said it a million times, but once again... The tiny COVID brain kicking in, not remembering names. I am horrible at this, and I wish I wasn't, but I am. And let's just see. I just... uh, uh, Oh, my God. Uh, uh, uh. I want to say Caroline. Yes, thank you. Her name is Caroline. It's going to come. Uh, uh, all right, Carolyn. From <laughs> maybe it's in my Google, I'm you know what, I'm just gonna, I am going to i got to get this right, so let's just go to Google. I think I did that, that's probably where it is. Ah, uh, come on, come on. Yep, Caroline Paulos. Thank you. Uh, she is. And it's just it's just so stupid. I mean, I know what 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 it is. I should know it. It's Carol, Caroline. I'm sorry for it, just having the brain thing. We met. You're spectacular. Uh, she is the current uh, senior editor of whiskey. <laughs> whiskey at uh, okay. Now we're really gonna do it because I'm gonna get it right. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Let's just see. Here we go. I'm going to get it. I I can't believe I searched it and I'm not getting model. I mean, it's just like, oh, my God. When she came up. The first time, it was like tons... Oh, I, I'm, I don't have... It's not news. Okay. I'm just dumb. All right. There we go. I was spelling it wrong. All right. I've got it. It's not getting edited either. She is uh, a whiskey historian for the Justin's House of Bourbon, and then... She is the senior editor of the Bourbon Review magazine. There you go. I got it right. It's like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to bear with me on this one. It's just stupid to make stuff up. I'm going to, I got a fact check. I can't say, I wanted to say whiskey advocate when it's the Bourbon Review. So, and then, you know, she does work um, as the whiskey historian uh, at Justin's House of Bourbon. And then we we tasted with Justin Thompson, and then Randy, of course, was there. Myself, thus far. and then there was Connor O'Driscoll, who is one of the greatest. Once again, every time I meet a master distiller, they are part. They are part of history. They're going down in history, and they just have such a work ethic, um, such a. St- selflessness about themselves that it's just not it's just unique to the industry and what the industry is doing. So tasting with them all this was my it wasn't my first barrel pick, but it was my first barrel pick in a Rick house where we got get got to hammer out the bungs and then thief from the barrel. Directly from the barrel. And uh, on YouTube, I'm going to be posting everything right now as far as thieving from the barrel, hammering out the bungs. I got the videos. Those will be playing on YouTube right now. So once we were done, you know, getting ready and started tasting. And tasting, uh, Caroline had had an amazing palate. There was no doubt confident in it, knew it, Got uh, was almost like instantaneously knew what she was you know, what she liked and what she didn't. We were tasting from three barrels, lowest proof to highest proof. That's all they told us. So we we picked. Uh, we were tasting them. All three were very good, but the second one for me had a herbal earth, an herbal tone to it, which is usually conducive to rise for me. And it's part of what I don't like. But this one, it was okay, but it was a really good, sweet, uh, had some caramel, had a little bit of even butterscotch, but then it had this earthy herbal aspect mid-palate that went away, then it went a little oak, and then it had a really finished up with a really nice vanilla. Now, that was the second barrel. The first barrel was complex, tasted the most and closest to the Elijah Craig. But it was delicious, overwhelming caramel. It had a nut taste to it. Uh, the nose on it was by far the best of the three. And then the finish was medium to long. And uh, the body was pretty good. I mean, the overall mouthfeel was absolutely uh delicious i mean it's and just had this really nice taste to it now the third one the highest proof is the one that i liked initially I, i even put them next to each other this had a dark chocolate back palette and finish plus it had caramel up front big huge giant uh now, you got to remember, I tasted one first, then I tasted two, and then I tasted three. And that three had the biggest body, the long finish chocolate, and I really was going three over one. But when I did three to two, kind of quick, three really excel- uh, excelled over it. But when I did three to one, it increased the th- drinking the three and then drinking the one, increased the body on one. So the body came up to the same level as the, you know, as the, the third one. And so now we're looking at a complex nose with some stone fruits and there's some things happening in that nose that um, I, I'm not remembering right offhand. I wish I, the, the, there's two things if I go on a, when I go on a barrel pick again. One, I'm going to have a notebook to write notes on each one of what I'm tasting, so I can remember down the line what each one tasted like. But also, I'm going to have to remember to bring myself a fifth bottle or a sample bottle, so that once we make the pick, I can leave with some of that. Either my, uh, I, I could bring my uh, flask, or I'll bring. I've got fifth bottles all over the place, so. I'll just remember to bring what I need to bring the next time. So, there's a note to yourself that when you're there, you got to bring a bottle that you can leave with some of the whiskey that you picked, and then also bring uh, a bottle or a flask, but then also bring a notebook because now I did have a notebook that uh, they had supplied. They did supply one. I didn't take notes, but next time I will. I did uh, I believe I've got it on video. so if I go back and watch it, you can get some of the tasting notes. But then we left, we both we all picked one in three. We two was eliminated and two was eliminated for another number of reasons. Actually some people liked it, but they understood why it was being eliminated. This has to be a pick for the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. And so there's some guidelines that you want to go about because you want to have a really good bourbon that everybody wants to drink. So we, we left the brick house, went outside, talked, got to talk to Colin. We took some pictures, uh, Colin, Connor. And we got to talk to Connor, and uh, we waited while we had one in three uh, poured blind. We didn't want to know which one was which. And when we did the tasting, honestly, again, because I was tasting one and three next to each other it was tough to tell which one was which now the general consensus consensus was that the th- the the number three was one and number two was number three was one and number two was th- number three was the first glass and number two I mean number three was the first number one was the second class <laughs> now when i tasted them side by side i liked the second class i started getting milk chocolate in it not dark chocolate now in the now the first class i had a little bit of dark chocolate but nowhere near the amount of dark, dark chocolate i had the first time when we were sampling so I was a little bit confused. I wasn't sure if the dark chocolate turned into milk chocolate or whatever. But everybody was pretty much sure that number one was the the strongest and uh, highest proof. And number two was a lower proof. And it was the first one that we all chose. So I had to choose number two. It tasted better. The body was just as good. And the finish was now even a little bit longer where you're picking up vanilla caramel milk chocolate maybe a little leather but overall it was just a delicious bourbon and when so everybody picked and they said that they liked 2 and they thought that 2 was the lower proof and and number 1 was the higher proof and I didn't I couldn't tell between the lower and higher proof but I agreed 100% when I was tasting That number two was the better one, and that turned out to be the lowest proof of the group, which was 126.2. That's what I believe the proof was on that. And it turned out that the higher proof that we didn't pick was 133.6. And it was uh, still delicious. Number three was delicious. I mean, it was... There's no doubt I would, I would not have, I would have picked that one if one didn't, I mean, it was just, it, they both were pickable. They both were good barrels to pick whiskey for, for the festival, but we went with the, the lower proof 126.2, and that's how we, we finished up. Then when we went out, when we all walked back to the gift shop, we were talking and got to talk to Connor again a little bit. And then we went outside, and I asked to take some pictures. And when we were taking pictures, I took pictures with Connor. Everybody took pictures together. And uh, great pictures. But then it was the really cool thing that happened to me. All of a sudden, I finished up the picture. I went to go walk back in, and all of a sudden, from behind me, I hear, tiny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys in line, it was a little bit older person uh gentleman than me said that came up to me he's like tiny he's like i I just got off the phone with my sons they listen to the scotchy bourbon boys all the time and he's like i want to get a picture with you so i can show them that i got to meet you (laughs) oh my god how 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 bizarre so I did a picture with a fan. That's my first fan picture uh, for the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. As far as, you know, I've been at Scotchy Bourbon Boys meetings and we've done stuff like that. That's that's a little different. Everybody knows. Everybody takes pictures or whatever. But not just ran, a random person who I've never met asking me to take a picture. That's really kind of cool. So that's where we were for that, that uh Barrel pick, and there's going to be more to come for the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, and there's going to be more to come for the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, and then hopefully, if all goes well, there'll be a few through the state of Ohio, I'm hoping, to be able to go along with the pick team for Ohio maybe a couple times I'm saying my my prayers for that one. Now that brings us up to the, the meeting to uh, this week, uh, April twenty second, Friday, April twenty second, at the Barrel Room in North Canton. If you are in the Ohio area and you can get there, it is seven o'clock Friday night, April twenty second. We are talking about food trucks. We are talking about we are tasting Widow Jane Ten Year. That is, uh, come on in. Uh, we're gonna. Analyzed that one bourbon to n- that night uh, because endemic of OHLQ Ohio liquor is coming to the meeting, and she is gonna be there for anybody who has questions about the barrel picks. Anybody who has pick questions about for the for the state of Ohio, anybody who has questions about doing barrel picks through the state of Ohio, anybody who has questions about anything. About bourbon purchasing, that kind of thing. Anne's going to either help and tell us about it or find out about it. Either way, she will be there for the meeting. We are excited about that. But also, right after at 9 p.m., after the meeting, we are going to go live from the barrel room with Whiskey Live, tasting John Paul Indian. Indian single malt—that's what it is. She is bringing that, and there's going to be six, seven panel um, tasting of that live for whiskey live and the Scotchy Bourbon boys. So that's going to be an exciting week that we are coming up with. You gotta, you gotta make that meeting. Check out, check us out. We're going to have Xavier there. Uh, Whiskey's going to be there. Myself. Uh, we've got a bunch of other people coming in. you got Ann to ask questions. It's just Roxy will be there. Uh, it's just going to be a blast. Meet Carrie Sullivan, the owner. She's going to be there helping with uh, everything and leading, helping me lead the tasting. Uh, make sure you get out there for the Scotchy Bourbon Boy. April 22nd, 7 p.m., Barrel Room, North Canton meeting. Uh, uh, I believe it's our 11th meeting. Uh, this one should be off the charts. We're in the big room, folks. Uh, I can't wait. So that brings us up to what we're going to taste tonight. Uh, we are tasting the Wise Man Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Now, this bourbon, and I've got stuff, this bourbon was released by Kentucky Owl. Now, listen to this. This is really good information that I picked up through uh, breakingbourbon.com. Kentucky Owl has been undergoing a drastic change recently. Former owner and longtime handler, Dixon Deadman left the company in April in his place. Former Four Roses chief operating opt Chief Operating Officer and Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Famer John Rea took over Master Blender duties. This is all on the heels of Stoli Group purchasing the company in 2017 and announcing $150 million Kentucky Owl Bourbon Park, which is still in the planning stages. Following Kentucky con- Kentucky Owl confiscated in 2019. This is the only brand addition to their portfolio outside of the standard bourbon and rye releases since they launched in 2014. Now, just recently, they released a special version of bourbon for Kentucky Owl. uh, And we're going to be having a podcast with Super Nash uh, for uh, St. Patrick's Day with a special green label that just came out. But this is the only brand second addition to their portfolio. Okay. I'll say the wise man bourbon is an interesting release as it features bourbon Kentucky owl contract distills with Bardstown bourbon company. Their four-year-old wheat and high rye bourbons are the blended are then blended with 5.5 year and 8.5 year old Kentucky sourced bourbons The result is a traditional tasting bourbon that features quite a bit of spice, surprising bouts of dryness, and a general lack of excitement. It also features hints of age throughout, yet those are quickly followed by cereal grain or light ethanol. It is a very serviceable bourbon that doesn't do anything to offend and kind of just is. Now, that was breaking bourbon's overall feel for this, okay? Tonight, uh, one... Uh, I've got a brand new bottle, so let's review the neck pour thing. What I like to do is open it up. I did not open this, but uh, normally when I open it, I might let it sit after I've corked it uh, right here, taking this off. We're getting this baby off. This is not an overly expensive bourbon. This, I believe, uh, costs me right around 60 bucks. And I saw it, and I had to jump on it, and we are talking cork, actual cork, not a fake cork, and we're going to, I like just to blow out the air, then what I'm going to do is pull this back on, put this back on, and we are going to hold it, because it came out easily, flip, flip. And that should take care of any bad neck pour. Um, And we're going to pour away. Tonight, I'm going to barrel bash it. Uh, We'll bring back barrel bashing. I'm excited to bring back barrel bashing. I'm going to give myself a hefty pour tonight. There we go. Uh, I can smell corn already. Uh, That's one thing that I noticed off of it when I opened it. It had a nice corn uh, aspect to it. I'm going to... Uh, the Kentucky Bourbon boys barrel bashing system is based off of uh, f- uh, each uh, category you've got the nose you've got the body you've got the taste and you've got the finish now we used to do four cross for a total of 16 a total of 16 but we now because, I could do this because I really feel the nose and the body can get four still. But the finish and the taste can pull fives. The reason why I did that is because I don't care. If I smell a bourbon and it doesn't smell good to me, and then I taste it and it's delicious, I'm not going to hold that back because i didn't like the smell of it i'm gonna drink it and it's not the, the nose isn't as important as the taste to me and the same thing when it's the body if i got this mouthfeel that's not completely exploding flavor all over the place uh but i like the taste of this bourbon i'm still gonna drink it the body in my opinion is only when you get like exceptional bodies like from some of uh, like a stag junior, you might get in a flavor of huge amounts of brown sugar just all through. And then for that, that's why we have the but up up. One of the cal- categories you can up if you think it's exceptional. So if you do like the body, you could always give it a four with a but up up. So the possibilities on it now, With a butt up up you could get a total of 19 out of 18 instead of what it used to be, a 17 out of 16. We've added two points. So there is the barrel bashing system for the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh, With that said, let's give this baby a nose. Like I said, I pick up a ton of corn, a little bit of apple... It's not sweet. There's a little bit I I you know corn, but then a little bit maybe a little bit of the rye. Now in your gla- in uh, this Glencairn that was brought to you by Martin Duffy of the Glencairn North American the North American sales representative of the Glencairn Crystal Glass Company. Uh, he's allowed us to get these uh, logos onto the uh <laughs> onto the glass uh he definitely helped us out he's a friend uh if you have any need for getting your logo engraved onto a beautiful whiskey glass contact martin duffy he is all over Facebook uh you can send him a message and he will get back to you all right so I'm gonna do what uh, what you can do I first have to taste this shock my palate but you can set the Glencairn on the glass and roll it so that it goes up i dripped some oh bad guy and then what you do is you hold it up to the light and see what the wow those are big big thick legs i think those might be the biggest Largest legs. I wonder if you can see that. Yeah, you can. Wow. Those are probably some of the largest legs I've seen on a bourbon yet. They're just thick and coming down and still just dripping back into this. Um, it's not an amber. It's more like a honey, a darker honey. Um, it's not as red as, but it's not mahogany, but. More goldeny, um I would say it's probably like honey. So beautiful color. Let's nose it again now. Now the nose can be tricky all the time, as you know. It's kind of like if you let it sit in the glass for a little bit after you taste a little bit and come back and revisit that nose, you're gonna pick some stuff up. But I like to nose you have a dominant nostril, but it changes from time to time but right now it's my left a little bit of rye too corn a little rye not a lot of ethanol like they were trying to say but very um very kentucky bourbonish uh not sweet but it's got that that flavor that's consistently there now, when you do it, and if you come start at the bottom and come to the top of your glass, the Glencairn is tulip shaped, and it's it can it takes all the the aroma and condenses it to the top so that you can smell it. And there's a, a yeasty kind of uh, grainy taste to this. I get like an apple pie. I can I can I can. Like a hot apple pie where you can smell the crust. Oh, and it's sweet at the top. That's where I'm picking out some. And if you open your mouth. Yeah, I'm getting apple pie. I don't know why. I just am. And sometimes that's what happens. And this is exciting for the nose. All right. So let's let's taste it. I shocked my palate before, but let's just give this a, a swig. Hmm.
1: Oh, huh.
2: very, very sweet. It's delicious on the, it's not, you don't get the sweetness that you get off this. And I'm going to say corn. Oh, what were the, oh, it wasn't sugar pop. It was corn pops with the cowboy on it. I think it was Kellogg's corn puffs. Pops, corn puffs, no, not corn puffs, corn pops. I'm getting c- c- corn pops on this. I really am. It's sweetness. It's a lot cereal. Um, don't get any apple like a... I don't get that apple It's It's pretty damn good. Holy shit, I like this. Now, this is 90.8 proof. The mash bill is undisclosed. One of the reasons why... The age statement, too, it doesn't have an age statement because it's a blend of the four year that they made at Bardstown Bourbon Company, which explains part of it. But then the 5.5 and the 8.5 that they had from stock they had purchased under Dixon Deadman. Now, Dixon Dedman's gone. I, honestly, I'm liking this as much as some of the Kentucky Owl. Now, not like really high end. I've had some good Kentucky Owl, but there's other stuff that I've had that's not quite as good. $60. They called it a rusty gold color. (laughs) That's what they had. Now, this is uh, roasted peanut, gentle rice, spice, light curry, overall soft and airy, grass and caramel on the nose. Uh, The palate for breaking bourbon was toffee, caramel, cereal grain. So, you're looking at, like, the corn puff aspect. Muted raspberry and dry oak. I'm just trying to... Uh, the finish was rye, spice, leather, lingering light dryness, touch of ethanol. Um, I get maybe the raspberry on the finish. I can go with that. But... All right, I'm ready to barrel bash this. This will be quick, folks. <laughs> it's just me. No average. I am going to say that this has a very nice nose for a, for a bourbon. I'm going to give this nose a three out of four. Then, let's go... I didn't cover the body, and I need some more because I really never analyzed the body. I loved what the body did in the glass, as far as uh, the size. Uh, if you if you rate the body based off of what it does on the glass, how it clings to the glass, and whatever, it would be giving this a four. But let's just see. Wow. Picked up a little bit more cinnamon. I can see the raspberry. I really can. It's a delicious bourbon. It's leaving cinnamon raspberry. Let's see how long this finish lasts. That's a pretty... That's a long finish, and it's still going. I still have the little bit of that raspberry left. Uh, So... I am going to give... I've got the I gave the nose a three. I am going to give this body, I mean, it's everywhere except the cheeks. So it gets the body gets a three too. Alright, so now we're up to taste. It's quite delicious, folks. I have to get the taste a four. I really love this. So, we're at ten out of twelve. Now the finish is leaving something. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with four. I mean, honestly, for a sixty dollar bottle, this this is this is delicious. They did a they did a really nice job, especially for my palate. I I would that's a drinkable. Really drinkable bourbon. I mean, wow. Not what I was expecting. Uh, I We had tried, uh, Super Nash and I had tried the new uh, St. Patrick's Day Kentucky Owl and put it up against, uh, when I was down in South Carolina, put it up against a, a 10-year uh, Kentucky Owl that Dixon Dedman uh, had picked. It's not even a contest. When we do this next podcast with, the comparison between the two, because I have samples that I brought home. We're going to do a podcast, me and Super Nash. I'm going to put Wiseman up against that, uh, St. Patrick's day release of Kentucky owl. Now with what I'm going to say here, as I understand it, it's the former four roses, chief operating officer, uh, John Rhea. I mean, You've done a nice job with this. Holy shit, I can taste. It is a rye bourbon that has some really nice tendencies. So I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna give the finish. It could have. I don't know. It's it's long and it's delicious. So I'm gonna give it a four. So this bourbon has just pulled off. 8 and 6, 14 out of 18. And for $60 to do a 14 out of 18 on the barrel bashing, I think that's fantastic. So, uh, uh just a delicious, this is the Wise Man Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Uh I look forward to what's going to happen at Kentucky Owl. I mean, I hope Stoli does eventually. According to sources that i have the project isn't dead it got delayed because of covid but they are getting ready to start up as far as construction soon from what i'm hearing which is spectacular because if you go online and look at what stoli has it's pyramids and it's built there's a there's a lake I mean, it's spectacular what they were trying to do. Now, Log still came around afterwards, and Log still is building their distillery and their campus, and it's fantastic. Uh, hopefully, Kentucky Owl can get their shit together and Stoli, and they can freaking start building this beautiful distillery because I want to participate. I mean, you're talking trams and... Oh, my God. And and, and functionality at a level of a rickhouse being redesigned to fit into a pyramid. I mean, it was just amazing what they were coming up with. I I really would love to go there. Um, But with that said, I mean, I just, like I said, I just gave this 14 out of 18. Was not expecting to be able to give this bourbon this good of a uh, rating, but... It's delicious. I would recommend this to anybody, especially if you like to have a little bit of raspberry. I mean, look at that. I just took it. And look at that drop back. I hope you can see that on YouTube. Those. uh, Yeah, you can kind of see it. You can see those big legs. Biggest legs I've ever seen on a bourbon. So. Uh, I can't give kudos to that. It's delicious. All right. So that pretty much does it. Uh, This was uh, check out the YouTube, everybody on, because I gave a really good, uh, what would you say? A pre-podcast kind of background of how we did this. Now, going forward for the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, there's so much happening. We've got the barrel selection program just starting, which is fantastic. Uh, the podcast, Gaining Steam, we're YouTubing and TikToking and YouTube shorting. Uh, check out my bottle chug on YouTube shorts and on TikTok. Uh, there's tons of stuff that's happening that we're pushing. I, I'm just, I just am so excited for what's going to happen going forward. Uh, We will be at Kentucky Bourbon Festival. We're going to be at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival's barbecue in June. Uh, Both places, we will have stuff set up. So stop by. Say hi. Uh, We love everybody who listens and anybody who's going to start listening. Uh, You know, bourbon equals good time and good friends, you know. And it has not let us down. So we are totally excited uh, for what's coming up. Uh, I was bummed. I didn't go to New Orleans uh, Bourbon Festival. And I think next year I'm going to have to make it. But I'm also this year going to try and make it on the Saturday for Bourbon on the Banks, which is in, uh, I believe, it's in Frankfurt, Kentucky, where... Uh, Buffalo Traces, right on the river in downtown Frankfurt. And they just have all the distilleries set up on the banks. I'm going to try, and uh, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys are going to try and uh, represent there this year. I don't think we can have a booth, but we're going to be there to say hi to everybody. So we look forward to that. So remember, everybody, www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Click that Patreon button. Support us through Patreon. Know that the Barrel Selection Program is coming. And then also YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. (laughs) Check us out there. Like, subscribe, comment. Make sure you do all that. And everybody, remember, good bourbon equals good friends and good times. Go out there and live your life fucking dangerously. Good night, everybody.
1: Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. I
0: tell you, we must die. Hey, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's alchemist of the Black Forest. So, I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery, that goes into that process then check out the one piece of a time distilling institute on youtube i promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts